we just start off natural on the show. We don't do like no. We just natural. I'm trying to teach y'all how to do these things, y'all. Y'all don't. <laughs> we we actually do a, a um, podcast. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind? It's called The Guys on the Couch. You got a podcast too? Mm-hmm. Me, me, Kenny, um, Lester Sanders. Um, Shout out Lester Sanders, man. That's my dude. Um, Do. It's like five or six of us. What's the podcast about? We talk about different things. Um, it's guys on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> just like say what you mean. We just kind of say yeah, what we you know what I mean? like we, we feel. Talk right. about God and you know talk about different things going on in the community and going on in the world and yeah. Okay, Uncle James, your first time on the podcast. First time, <laughs> newbie, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be the last time? Nah. I'm you want to do more podcast? I'm comfortable. You got to be on Antoine's podcast. Oh, for sure. For sure. I definitely. It's an sure. honor. Listen, I like bro. I like doing podcasts. Krishan, you like doing podcasts too, man? I've enjoyed it since I've started. <laughs> it was yeah. weird at first. It was like <laughs> hearing, my, hearing myself talk. I was like, is that what I sound like? And right. then like having people tell you, oh my God, you sound so good. Or hey, I really like your show. It's It was a weird feeling to get used to. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed it. I met a lot of cool people. I like doing podcasts because it um it like opens up conversation, kind of like we had before we press record. But like you could find different podcasts for different things, you Absolutely. know. And like when I want to do this episode, I didn't know how to ask. I'm like, man, how do I do an episode for my dad? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people they want to uh, like pay homage and pay respect, but they don't really know how to do it, you know. And with me having the creativity and the access that I have, I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? I could have asked a hundred people to do it, but I trusted you guys to be on this um, episode with me. So, uh, how y'all doing today? Doing pretty well. Blessed, man. Blessed. Right. It's good to have you guys on. I appreciate you guys Thanks for having us. Thanks for the invite. I know it's a day with football games and, you know, y'all. Unless you're a Browns fan, but Uncle James ain't a Browns yeah. fan. So. Go Jets. Go Jets. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets. Who's your, who's your team, Antoine? I'm a college basketball guy. Just basketball? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Carolina all day. Carolina all day? Oh, sure. <laughs> what about you, Krishan? Mm-hmm. You a sports guy? You mean you uh, watch I, you? I you? have to, by, by family uh, affiliation, what to team? be a Browns fan. But, you have uh, to be a Browns fan? Yeah, I have to be a Browns fan. <laughs> But my dad's also a huge Steelers fan, so like, hey, what's going on, Dave? Hey, what's up, Dave? Uh, my dad's a huge Steelers fan, so it's like when my grandma was around and he would come pick us up, the two of them, the conversations they would have, mad disrespectful, but, you know, they were super cool. You, <laughs> you got to be a Browns fan by default, being from Northeast Ohio. It was like a love-hate relationship, ain't it? Yeah, One of my roommates, uh, my old roommate, he was like him and his dad, diehard Browns fans, like this dude would come over drunk as hell like his dad and he would watch the Browns game he'd only make it to like the end of the first quarter but like the, the conversations they would have the stuff he would shout at the TV screen now, I'm I'm not kicking it with them you know I'm in my room so like all I'm hearing you can is hear all the dude. yeah he's just going off and I'm like yo the neighbors is gonna hear you he, he gotta go bro like you gotta get him out of here cause the neighbors gonna think we in here fighting and shit <laughs> like chill out but Uncle James I mean, you go that just, hard for the Jets I really I go hard for him man but uh I don't know I seem like I stepped out of one bad relationship and right into another one, man. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I often wonder with the Browns, man, or the Browns fans. I mean, it's just a question that's in my head right now. And that's just that, uh, you know, with Browns fans, like, I wonder how much money the pharmaceutical for blood, oh my for blood pressure. For mental health? For blood, for blood, <laughs> blood pressure medicine. 
How many? How much money have they well, they get mine? Because I always give them hope. I always be like, oh, this week they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. But they start off so good. Like yeah. they start off like playing Chubb, getting the ball. You but, know. But but I, I'm gonna confess though. I mean, uh, I was a Browns fan for 20 years, literally. Too long. And it was a real long time, and I just felt like <laughs> I mean, from the fumble to the drive. I mean, it was just so much going on, man, and. Uh, I just felt like I was in an abusive relationship, man. <laughs> and I just felt like I kept telling myself every year, it's you know, they're going to be better. They're not going to beat me up this Just like year, a relationship. You know? She's going to be all right. Yeah, she's going to be all right. She's going to love me eventually. <laughs> she's she's going she's gonna to see me for who I am. and, and uh, See you know, me for who I am. Yeah, and, and then, I mean, it, it just never happened, man. So then I jumped off, and I en- ended up becoming a Jets fan just based off the simple fact that, you know, uh, Braylon uh, Edwards, he was playing with the Browns at the time, and you know I'm a big time Michigan fan. Go blue. Um, what about uh oh? <laughs> go blue. Shout out to Garland Rivers. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, and 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 when yeah, they shout out Garland man, three three zero. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, Garland Rivers for sure. Uh, yeah. But um, you know, just when when the whole ordeal went down, and you know Braylon uh, smacked one Browns f- uh, friends, and Brian basically ban- uh, you know just you know. Kicked him out the city, uh, and he got <laughs> traded. He got traded. He got <laughs> traded to the Jets, and I took that personal, man, because that's a Wolverine right there. You don't do that, you know what I'm saying, to one of my guys. And so I was like, yeah, he ain't I lying. You gotta let yeah. it go. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Antoine? You got any love hate relationships like with love. TKO? Right, I support. I support the Browns. You know what I mean? But they, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, man. They stink. Mm-mm-mm. I do support Old State. Okay, oh, go, sure. okay. Go Buckeyes. Listen, man, we sitting in the same couch. I don't know if this going to work out right here. <laughs> I was wondering how that, I was wondering, like, did you guys drive here together? <laughs> we, we family. We're going to always be brothers. We, we, we family, man. <laughs> You Are Thanksgiving plans getting changed right, right man. Now? We changing the two, making the food for Thanksgiving? Like it's, we, it's funny because my grandson, big time Michigan fan. That's where he's, yeah, little Gerald. Yeah. That's where he's going to college. Shout out to Gerald, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> my son, Antoine Jr., Michigan. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's like. You the odd man now, now. Oh, yeah, it's cool, though. It's cool. But and he reminded real quick, like, hey. I let him know. Let him let him. <laughs> I let him know. I can't wait to that game. You know what I mean? <laughs> last year, they beat us. They beat us kind of good last year. My grandson just turned eight. And he came to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, yeah, Papa, you know, we beat y'all. I forget what the score was, but he had it on point. What the score was, what happened. Like 42-27. Right. <laughs> James, though, that's good. Like I told him, and I said, listen, man, sometimes, you know, when you dominate, you dominate, you dominate, you bound to lose. You bound to Eventually. Slip up. Eventually. It's bound to happen. I, hey, I, you know what I mean? We, so we, we'll be back. They we can't lose forever, you know? Listen, we, we couldn't won't, win forever. We won't do this, man, because, you know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired of hearing that, you know, when you dominate, I mean... You know, hey, we gotta the take the, the wins and the L's, the, Uncle Jim. At the, at the it end was of a the lot day, of wins. The, though. Se- the series didn't start 20 years ago, and I keep telling guys that <laughs> like, it started started 100 and something years ago. And if I look at the overall record, I think we still on top. But you know, moving forward, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone because my, my blood pressure starting to raise a little bit over here, man. My brother, my brother over here, this guy over here on my neck. <laughs> I want to ask y'all a question. Are we talking about sports? When did y'all love for sports start? Just growing up in the city of Kent, I want to start with Uncle James first. My love for sports honestly really didn't start, and you know we'll get into it later. But your dad, mm-hmm. he was the reason why for me. What about you, Antoine? Elementary, probably. We all played together. You know, what I mean, that's all we that's all we did. You know, it's it's funny because we often talk about 
the things that's not going on in the city. Yeah. And why the things happen in the city the way that they're happening. We made fun. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We 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 played basketball. We would go outside. We we did a lot. You know what I mean? Um, shoot, I remember we lived in the projects. We grew up in the southeast side. And they took our basketball courts. And um, we made a basketball. We made a rim on monkey bars. Mm-hmm. Um, we we – Cut Man, holes in milk crates. Right. Cut right. holes in milk crates. We we play. Bust out the bust out the top of a milk crate. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And make a hole in it and just you know get a, a, it on a wire the hanger. Yep. Why would they take Tack the hoops from y'all? Well, they took them because I think a couple of people got hurt, ran into it, and they didn't want a liability, so they took the courts out. So we like, hey man, what are we gonna do? Yeah. So I went and it used to be a swing, and I built a basketball court in between to put a backboard on it and. On our little playground in the southeast. Yeah. And I'm talking about we probably had about forty people over there. Man. Like it was Vince, everybody. I mean, like everybody <laughs> in the project, man, we was over there playing. Like so we always play basketball. We always did stuff to stay out of trouble. So the level of like competitiveness, it kinda grew just growing oh, up. Oh my god, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. How competitive was it being on the uh, both of y'all grew was, up on the southeast, right? Where'd you grow up in general? I I originated from Maslin is where I originated from. I came to Canton in nineteen eighty five, eighty six. I met your dad. Um, but I s I was actually in a foster home over there. Okay. On the southeast end. And um met your dad because I was going to Mount Calvary and your mom was singing in the choir. But I, again, we're gonna get into all okay. that. Okay. So. But you you got a taste of the competitiveness. Oh, for sure. I had to. I came. I came. Like I said, it wasn't competitive like well, that. He a tiger. Ah. You know, yeah. And I and I never went to a Madison game ever. You know, as a kid. You know, when I was mm-hmm. over there for those seven years, I was over there. But I came over to to Canton on the southeast end, man. And it was just that. I mean, off the top, man, I had cats stepping to me like, "What's up? Where you come from?" <laughs> Damn. I'm in Mr. Spondell's class, man, and uh, hoping that he don't. Go leave the classroom for a minute because I'm about to get jumped by a couple of these cats, man. <laughs> but they definitely made you step your game up. And, I, you know, I, I became the guy I am right now, man, because sure. of, uh, you know, being around these guys, man. And, them, you know, you know, forcing me and, uh, you know, saying, hey, you going to, hey, if you over here, man, you going to step up. Okay. You know. So what was the city like uh, for both of y'all growing up? Uh, we know we always have our guests come on here and we talk about uh Different generations, just my age and your age, and we always talk about how the city was. What was it like growing up being a young black man in those days? For me, I loved it. Mm. I did. Um, I'm 51 now, so growing up back then, it was a village. Like, I couldn't go to your grandmother's side where they was at and act up. She would whoop me. Miss Nada Johnson. Shout out Miss Nada, OG. Yes. <laughs> then call your people. Us, then call your mom. You got it when you got home. Yeah. We, it was, man, it was, we thought growing up in the projects, that's what it was. Like, we didn't, we didn't realize that you can go out and live other places and you can have this. You, we had everything that we needed. In the neighborhood. In our neighborhood. Yeah. Like, we didn't have a, we, yes, it was a village. Like, if we didn't have milk, you go go ask such and such. Can you borrow some milk? Or right. Can you borrow some eggs? Can you borrow some cheese? Butter. And it right. And it yeah. was, man, like the best time of my life. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. Absolutely. We talked about that. I don't know. I forget who we were talking. Latrice. Lat- yeah, and just like how that's pretty much when the world, like for me anyway, like because I mean I'm, I'm born in '91, but 
the neighborhood I lived in, my grandpa's neighborhood, it was kind of the same thing. Like all the kids, we were allowed out super dumb late because all of the adults were, mm-hmm. were that cool with each right, other that right. we knew somebody was out yeah. there who gave a damn. Right. And, uh, you know, that kind of went away, I want to say early to like late 90s, early 2000s, in my opinion, because yeah. like people just started, you know, everybody was more in their own little hub and everything. Nobody really cares. So you got a lot of stuff happening and like nobody's really growing up with each other. So nobody's really friends. Nobody's really family. So it sucks that, you know, that whole village mentality is gone. And you got a few people who might look out for you. But, you know, as a community, I mean, that it's it's almost a thing of the past now. It sucks. It yeah, is, man. What about you, Uncle James? Like growing up? Growing up, I mean, for me, man, like I said, I kind of was a journeyman. You know what I mean? I was a little bit of here, a little bit of there, but the majority of my childhood was spent on the southeast end of Canton, um, where, you know, a lot of these guys, they already had, you know, you know, um, camaraderie already. They already had, you know, relationship and family, you know, already organized within between themselves. But, you know, it was just like one voice, you know, uh, you know, he brought me in and, you know, I mean, these cats was like, look, you know, you family now. And uh, I've always been treated like family since, since since I've been over there. But, you know, it was it was a little bit different for me. You know, um, I think I had to, uh, first of all, stop telling myself that I had to act a certain way to be accepted by them because I, re- I realized after a while that it was authentic and I didn't have to do nothing but just be me. Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing I'll say that, you know, a lot of my, you know, the South Side, um, you know, guys that I actually grew up under and grew up with, you know, these guys allowed me to be me and accepted me for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I was able to start becoming, you know, me. So when you talked about that, um, well, both of you kind of touched on it, that sense of community, you know, and I, I, when I think of sports, I think about both of y'all. Like, um, what was the first teams y'all played for? For me, it was Allen. Allen School Eagles, all of us, me, your dad, John, my cousin Dion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's for Mr. James, Jesse James. Shout out Jesse James. Man, was our coach. what was your position? Guard. What about your uncle, Jan? First time I played, man, um, was over, actually over in Maslin. Uh, I, I was playing um, for the boys club up there um, when they had first opened up there. Um, and I played basketball. And uh, I sucked. <laughs> I was horrible. I couldn't use my left. I was like, I never knew how terrible my left hand was. He would just talk about the left hand too until until I came <laughs> over to Canton, man. But my left hand was horrible. I I, I didn't look up when I dribble or nothing. But I, you know, I did it because everybody else was doing it. So that was when I first started playing. Was over in Maslin. What did y'all? What did you guys both learn? And I'll start with uh, you, Antoine. What did y'all both learn growing up on the southeast? What has it taught you now as men? Hmm. Or a valuable lesson from those times? A better question. That I could be anything that I wanted to be in life. Mm. It, it really did because growing up over there, a lot of single parent homes, you mm-hmm. know, just moms. And um, the things that they taught us, um, you know, watching, watching our moms work. And, you know, it's funny because we would, I can like really think about like if we got into an altercation with somebody in the neighborhood you would fight them today tomorrow we back right, friends right yeah you know what i mean right. like good um, luck in 2022 yes, right <laughs> um but it was it was almost like a brotherhood right you know what i mean and, and it taught me a lot like man 
I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't where I grew up from, the people that I had in my circle um, growing up. And I'll touch on about, you know, with your dad, you know, as we go on. For sure. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, man, it definitely molded me to be who I am today, for sure. What lesson did you learn, Uncle James? The word that comes to mind for me is authenticity, um, mm. being authentic. Um, I think that, again, I was just trying to find myself so much, man, that I just I had so many different personalities that would just, you know, kind of transition depending on the crowd of people I was around. And, uh, you know, I just learned that, you know, being authentic, you know, is very valuable. And um, it basically sets the blueprint for, you know, everything else, you know, as moving forward and, you know, growing and evolving as a man. So I think that's really important um, growing up in Canton. You know, it's like one of the things about growing up in Canton is like your environment, how you start, it really shapes you. You know, because there's some people um, on the southeast end who have never left. From the time, you know, you grew up and you used to see them to this day. And um, that's not a bad thing, you know, sometimes, but sometimes it's about um, their environment. You know, like even uh, me, my experience with the Southeast until I was six years old, that was all I knew. And then once my father passed, I'm like, oh, man, you know, there's broad, you know, and there's all these different um, types of neighborhoods where we all grew up. I want to ask both of y'all. What was your first uh, sports story that you remember that made you kind of want to get with it or not get with it? Like, <laughs> what about you, Antoine? All right, I know you got some stories, I, I man. You couldn't comment. I got a lot of stories. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this story right here. Ooh. We was playing, me and your dad played for Timken. Okay. And um, <laughs> we were down 20-something points, right? And um, one of us outletted the ball to your dad, to John, and um, he dunked on Eric Snow, right? <laughs> Eric Snow was All-American, um, going to Michigan State, Man. was one of the best players to come out of the city. At that moment, we didn't care that we was losing. No. We didn't Not care. We, we, we down 25. The dunk is only two points. <laughs> but it was a fact how he dunked on him. Mm. And describe the dunk because I've been hearing oh, about this dunk man, since listen, I was born. Man. Listen, man. <laughs> like, it's the dunk. You I'm know, telling y'all, it, like. Listen, listen. It was. You would have thought we was winning. The, like I mean, the, way, the way we jumped up, how the crowd the went, crowd, how we went and grabbed went. John, and how it was you, crazy. But we, for the real life, we still losing the game. So we didn't care. <laughs> Grazina was spazzing out. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> it's only care. two points. <laughs> looking at him like, no, it ain't. Man, it's it's, it means more. It's it's it means more. It so that, no. I, I, that right there for me was like, wow, man. Yeah. Like, wow. Man. Was, that was our moment of fame. Like, man. Honestly. That, that that dunk must mean a lot because like oh I was God, saying, listen, like that I, picture. I, I don't even yeah, you know what? That picture was March third, nineteen ninety, and I was born March sixth, nineteen ninety. It was in a tournament. It was in a tournament. It was a yeah. tournament. Because yeah. I was I, we played J I played J V mm-hmm. at the time and we our season was over, so all of us, um all of our J V guys, we all uh met, went went and met up at a Civic Center and mm-hmm. you know, the big bros was playing, man, and uh we sat front row, right there, right you behind know? the bench. You know what I'm saying? And so um, 
it was just electricity, man. I mean, you know, you know, shout out to Gerald Robinson, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, Twan Williams, you know, I mean, all of the greats that was there, man, in that game, man. It was just uh it was it was a monumental moment. And it's a it's a moment. It's so crazy because you know this happened so long ago, but people still talk about it to right this now. Day, and bro. you can and you can you can just see them light up. You can feel the mag, the electricity coming off of them when they talk about it. Even oh, he talks right about now. it all the time. Right now, like, I've, I've heard oh, I've heard was, hella stories. It was. I only, it was, to his, I only got to meet. I only got to meet his mom once. To Eric Snow too. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Eric Snow. Up, shout yeah. out, man. Sure. Um, he was he was good, man. He was he was good. But for our folk, because we knew he had an opportunity to go to the pros. Right. Like, we knew that. Yeah. And um, when my bro got him, I, man, shh, man, we don't care. Yeah. We can stop this game <laughs> right now, man. We don't care. Still, yeah. Listen, after the game, man, we, we lost by about 28. And was out of the tournament, and nobody cared. <laughs> we we didn't celebrated care. There was no Cinderella No, we didn't here. care. Nope, we didn't care. We celebrated that dunk, man. It was just... Was that it, your moment, too, Uncle James? It, it, well, it, it, it was. It was. It was one. It was one of my top two moments, man. Um, for me, one moment for me was um, we were down at uh, Monument Park. Mm -hmm. We was balling down there one day. And uh, again, as I said, I was just starting to evolve as a basketball player, whereas to a lot of guys have been playing basketball, you know, since coming up, since, you know, they can remember. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everybody always wanted to be on Jean and Twan's and them team, man. They always <laughs> wanted to be on their team, man. And, and, you know, they, you know we, they would always pick teams. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Jean was just like, um, I got Pope. So and he – and, and – uh, I, I mean, Cats was, you know, they was kind of looking like, Pope, this dude can't even use his left hand. He going to spot up like Steve Kerr somewhere and be waiting for a but shot. But he stuck to his, you know, you being his boy. He stuck to me being his boy. And he believed in me, man. And, uh, and, he, and he, he gave me an assignment. And he said, listen, and shout out to Jim McClendon for, for breaking my ankles that day. <laughs> um, because uh, Jim McClendon, he had me guarding Jim McClendon down there, man. And, you know, this this court, man, it had all kind of lumps on it. And, you know, down there at my Legendary can court, yeah, though. Man, you know it had saying? lumps everywhere. The ball bounced. You better. You just had to have handles, man, because if you didn't, you was in trouble. But, uh, you know, he told me, he said, you got Jim. And, uh, you know, he, he broke me the first play. But then after that, John was just, like, in my face, like, don't let him do that to you. And it was just so much. I can't say everything that he said. Hey, man, to me. just say what you mean. You can you know, say what you want to say. But he was like, God damn it. He said, guard him. He said, if you're going to guard him, guard him. If not, go sit the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? And when he, and when he said that to me, it lit a fire up under me, man. Yeah. And I got aggressive with, with Jim, and we went back and forth at it, man, you know, for the rest of the game. And it was times, you know, where in, during that game where I just felt like, an all-star, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because of the energy that I was getting from your father. You Thank know? you. And uh, so, yeah. It's okay. got to be in the blood, man, because, like, John, for years, like, we've been friends since high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he would always tell me, like, you need to be doing this, man. You need to you need to do stand-up. You need to get in front of a camera, do this, do that. And I've always had this I whole, like, I always think of my ah, dad. I always think of them, too. Like, when yeah. I talk to you sometimes, I always imagine. Because like, he does, he'll call me, say, you know, yeah. and he'll be like, no, we're, we're doing, like, you're doing this now. Like, if you want to do this, we're going to do this podcast. Don't worry about none of the bullshit. Just, right. like, focus on this. And right. it do. It lights a fire in right. me. And, you know, I started doing this. Because I didn't know, you know, when he told me I was, he was going to ask me to do this. We had no conversations about it. He just knew, like like 
he would tell me like i wanted you to finally start doing this and that's why when he asked me to do, he host the show earlier this year in june i was like yeah i'm gonna do it i i was left there nervous as hell uh i was drunk as hell because everybody kept giving me drinks but like finally doing the thing that i've heard everybody tell me to do you know what i mean especially him like and it being received well like yeah i know what you mean like that energy is it, it's intoxicating for real for real. like Absolutely. you want to keep doing it you want to mm-hmm. keep doing more and more yeah. and more so i can see how him being a thing or at least like the push that y'all like wanted to continue to do the sports stuff is yeah. kind of like why i want to do the entertainment stuff with him so yeah. it's got to be in the blood that's that, pretty cool that's why like friendships and brotherhoods and leadership that's what you're supposed to do i mean even in relationships if you if you love the person that you with you're gonna tell them the truth Absolutely. you know what i'm saying like and especially from men to men like if you really care about this person you're gonna tell them the truth it's not from a hurtful place i think you hurt someone more by lying to them right than telling them the truth so Absolutely. why not tell my friend who i know is funny you can do this or he knew you could hoop and you right. didn't think you could but right. just seeing that in you so i'm glad that we can come to that realization and before we go on our break where can they follow y'all at? Like, do y'all have social media? You know, I do, but I don't really be on it. You don't really be on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I barely know how it works. Uh, Why did I know y'all was gonna say that? But I, but I do. <laughs> but I do. I do. I do have a Facebook. Um, and this is something under my, under my name, James Pope. James Pope. Yeah. Say, don't feel bad about not knowing how to use Instagram. I. I'm 31. He's still teaching me how to do it. I've, I've had <laughs> it for what, like <laughs> six months now, maybe. If I've only I'm had teaching. one. It's yeah. all good, man. Um. Only got it for this. You only got it for the podcast? <laughs> for the most part. Well, Y'all hear a little man in the background. You get loud on the fire, he loud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, my, my uh, uh, I, honestly, I think the only reason why I even know a little bit about Instagram, to be honest with you, is because my son, James, <laughs> <laughs> Lil James, man, he, this dude, he, he, uh, shout out Lil James. Man, man, James is the one who all, I said, can you open this up for me? How you do this? He'll just snatch the phone and be like, Dad, it's like this. You know Boom. what I'm saying? Boom. Two taps. Get it right back. Mm-hmm. Two and I'm taps. like, but that's not helping me, though. <laughs> show me. Yeah, yeah show me. You know, teach me. So he started tutoring me. So I'm, I'm, I got the basics down. Okay. Where can they follow you at, Krishan? Uh, like we just, like I just say, follow me on Instagram at Krishan underscore white. I'm uh, back on Facebook, but, you know, we, 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 we like Instagram more. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, my Facebook is just, you can just... It's at my my name, you know what I'm saying, or Horatio Sands, you know, either one of those. Of course, go ahead with your banner, man. Go ahead, go ahead I got you your, know, no Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok <laughs> at Jean P the, the whole book. J E A M P T H M C on all of them. Algorithm. www.jeanpthemc.com. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and talk about my dad. Tell some good stories. Y'all gonna stick around with us for a minute? Yes, yeah. so, so. All right, man. We'll be back, man. This is Jean P the MC. Say what you mean. We'll be back. Peace. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the three three yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the three three yo. Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest No arguments, yeah, I got Yo, yo, we back, what up? John, the MC, Seaweeds Antoine, Uncle James How y'all doing today? Good, man, great Bless, bless, bless Okay, before we get into it We gotta shout these sponsors out Sponsor time sponsors I wanna give a shout out to Pristine Steam Watch for being the sponsor Shout out to Aaron Dukes uh, shout out to the Hub Art Factory where we're recording this episode. We at appreciate you, Tim. Big ups, big ups. Yeah, shout out to Equity House for being another sponsor. Hi, Doc. Yep. 
And last but not least, Melissa Arline at melissaarline.8works.com. It's in the name. If you're interested in plant-based, organic products, please go to melissaarline.8works.com. Bottom of the page, take a quiz, win $500. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that today. You're going to get some money? I'm doing it today. I might do Ain't nobody myself. doing it, so I'm going right, to just get this, this easy money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they both was like, we need five. So if you want to win $500, melissaarline.8works.com. Act like you don't need 500. Act like you don't. I think right. everybody needs 500. This is kind of for sure That's what I'm talking about So um, we were taking a break And we were talking About so many things And uh, I'm kind of glad We're at this point um, This episode was Catered to my father You know uh, Who passed away At 24 years old And I have my uncle James And my uncle Antoine here We're talking basketball Life You know the city But I want to ask you both Starting with Uncle James uh, What was your first Introduction to uh, John Johnson Sr.? My first introduction to your dad was at uh, Mount Olive. Okay. Uh, we were at church, and honestly, I had no idea that him and your mom was boyfriend and girlfriend. So I seen this dude with this curl sitting in the back. You know what I'm saying? He sat all the way in the back. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm I'm at the church, me and my sisters, and we sitting in the pew, and uh, I'm I'm seeing this beautiful woman up there singing. And I was just completely just. You about going for the kill, huh? Oh, dog! I, I was I was throwing the most worthless game at her with, my, with, my, with, my, with my eyes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, she was so nice, man. So she always would, you know, always, uh, you know, just always was positive. You know, smile, laugh. You know, hey, how y'all doing? You know, and yeah. Trying to make us feel welcome at Mount Olive because that was a church that we had started going with. Pastor Summers was there, and. Um, uh, so uh, I I pitched a note to her one day after she after church, and um, it was a day that John wasn't there. So then that following Sunday, he was there, <laughs> and he was sitting in the back, right? <laughs> so um, I went downstairs to go use the bathroom because the bathrooms was down located downstairs. Don't tell me you got G checked that church, so, man. Dog, look, I'm in there and I'm I'm just getting done washing my, looking them out, trying to see, wipe the little eye boogers out and all that stuff, man. And uh, this dude just appeared like the candy man behind me, man. And, uh, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, "Nothing." He's like, "What's your name?" I was like, "My name is James." And he was like, "Oh, he said I'm John." He's like, uh, "You trying to get with my girl?" <laughs> I was like, "Uh, um, be uh." Well, what had happened was, because um, he had this look on his face, man. He wasn't even really physically intimidating, at, you know, at that time. The it was just small, though. But, yeah, it was small. <laughs> and I could see the fire in his eyes, man. And so I, I just told him, I said, well, I didn't know she had a boyfriend. He's like, yeah, that's my girl, man. He said, don't do that no more. He said, what's your name again? I said, James. He's like, what? I said, Pope. He's like, all right. So then, like, he wouldn't come every Sunday. He would just pop up, like, every blue moon. and uh, Checking on Sherry. Yeah, just checking on Sherry, man. Just, you know, making sure that this little skinny, corny dude ain't trying to get on with you. You know just, what I'm saying? I just ruined your whole day. He's like, man, forget him. Yeah, yeah man. I, go I, I lost interest. In, yeah, I didn't even want to, I didn't want to go to church no more. I dropped out the choir and everything, dog. Messing around with John, man. Can't even but, sing uh, now. You know, um, but, you know, that's where I met him at. Um, with, with, was our first encounter. And, uh... You know, from there, man, he just kind of gravitated to me, man. So I'm I like gonna go, I'm gonna go deeper into it, you know, later. But okay, what about you, Antoine? Man, um, <laughs> the sandbox, really? Wow. Um, we went to Allen School together. Um, we just all just was day one. Yeah, like just day one. You know, they. I grew up on the uh, 
by pulley. They was across the, by the rent office, uh, across the street, and we always met up and played football and basketball and like I mean, from day one we was like that's yeah, crazy. Man, like it's this man. Listen, man. Whew. I just love the the impact that um, he had. You know what I'm saying on, on people. You know what I'm oh saying because I, I always pay attention. Like I said, when I did this episode, I could have did it with a hundred people. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So many different people. What other names can y'all say that y'all remember other than uh, Johns? Because you know you mentioned my uncle Doug Miles. Oh, uh, for sure, Archie Vince, Ruffin. Just found Archie out y'all Ruffin. knew my uncle. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, shoot, Vince. Um, Koki Moreland. Yep. Shout out Koki, man. <laughs> um, man, listen, man. That, them days were the Coxes. I was too yes. many of them, so I'll just say <laughs> yeah, the Coxes. Right. You know, what I'm saying um, June. You know, June Cox. That was that was the one I uh, you know initially came Lavelle. across. I didn't. Yeah, Lavelle. Yeah. Cannon. Yeah, yeah. The Cannon. Yeah, Cannon. Um, Sean the Pools. The Pools. Yeah, Sean Moore, Tony O'Pool and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, and y'all yeah. all grew up on one side. Oh, yeah. One side. Yeah, yeah. If y'all had to guess, you know, what the report that y'all had with Mr. Uh, with John Senior and everything, like, if he was around today, what do you think? Like, where do you think he'd be right now? Like, what do you think he'd be up to? Working with kids. Yeah. Working with kids. Yeah, because it, it was. It, I, I think it, it would be youth too, man. And um, I'm not even. I don't. I think it would be youth. You know, on the sports side a little bit, but I think it would be more about just life in general, man, because. John was always a coach of life, even more so than sports. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he he um he would always gravitate towards the guys who was less fortunate, which was me myself. John seen. I mean, I had absolutely zero polish when I met John, and uh, this dude just he just he had more. He saw something in me as he did. You know, with uh you know Darnell uh, Dustin Davis. Uh, you know, um, Corey, uh, Beatty, um, mm-hmm. you know, different, different, you know, he just always gravitated towards those guys. I mean, you know, um, what's the little young dude, T, um, I forget his name, but another little dude on the Southwest that he, um, uh, Corey, Corey Lipkins, uh, you know, uh, Keith. Shout out Corey, yeah. Keith McLeod. Um, Keith McLeod, you know, wow, Snook, yeah. All those guys, mm-hmm. like, he just always gravitated towards young guys who who just needed that you know that you know that uh that mentor? He had know? all sisters, you know. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, so what we mean? were we were his brothers, absolutely. And it's it's funny, you know. We used to hoop at the Salvation Army, and I don't. He loved Keith. Keith, yeah. that's my brother to this day. I talked. Yo, to him shout all the out time. Keith McLeod, oh, man. Sure. <laughs> and he told me, say, hey, bro, that kid gonna make it. I never forget it. He's like, man, he different. He he gonna make it. And I think he might have been one of the first ones to honestly be like, man, that kid, he he different, man. He's special. You, 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 and, and to piggyback off what Big Bro just said, man, I mean, it, it, I can remember one instance when we were down at the Salvation Army. And, you know, we used to always go down there and hoop at the Salvation Army all the time, man. And I remember one time we walked in and uh, Keith, Snook, um, Rail, all Rail. those guys was in there just shooting around, Corey Lipkins and them. They was all just kind of shooting around and goofing off, running back and forth, you know, throwing the ball at each other, but just <laughs> shooting around And before we got ready to get on the court because they know once we got on the court, get your asses off, you know. You know, big big guys is playing, but they didn't mm-hmm. care nothing about that. Mm-hmm. They was like, so we shooting around. So, But Jean, they would come in, we would come in, and Jean would just go right up to him and they would start hollering at him because they this dude was – he was Jordan, you know. You know, he was our hood Jordan, man. Mm-hmm. And, and they would, you know, he would first thing he would ask him before they would start goofing off with him, he he would be like, "Y'all do your homework today, man. What, what y'all learn? Like just quizzing them, man. If you ain't do your homework, get off the court, you know. Yeah. 
That that was the kind of challenge that he That's gave. That's that leadership. That, you know what I'm was. saying? Like you, yeah. you, like you could be suspended. Somebody told me a story that involved Keith. That uh, I think Keith got suspended from school or something oh, yeah. like that. Um, John was mad about that. Shout bro. out my man uh, Romelo Jones. He inboxed me on Facebook. We were just talking yeah. stories, and he told me a story about how one time Keith had got in trouble in school, yeah. and he came to men. I think he was going to play. Yeah. And my dad was like, "Nah, take the ball from him. He's suspended. He can't play. Yeah. If he can't play in school, he can't play in the league." Mm-hmm. So I want to ask y'all. Uh, the importance of the because I keep hearing midnight league everywhere. Well, oh, man, how man. dope! My Antoine got excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let Twan take it on this one. Me and we all played on the same squad, but I'm. What well, can I'm y'all tell Twan. us about the midnight league, Antoine? Midnight league originated um, in the city, just trying to keep you know at risk youth, youth. off the streets, and um, they came up with this concept that all the games would start at midnight. Right, man. And you talking about. Ooh, man, it like was ruckus. It was yeah. popping. Yes. And what they ended up happening was we were the Eastern Division, then yeah. they had Akron was Akron. the Western. So two teams from here. Yeah, like Ken versus Akron yes. for real yes. at midnight. Yeah, at midnight. So the last game was started at two in the morning. And you talking about I'm talking about at Hartford. We played at Hartford. Yep. The Northeast. Um, you talking about Thousand people in there. Listen, dog. It was, the gym was like, packed. The gym was at packed. midnight. Yes. It was crazy yeah, it packed. It was crazy packed. It was crazy packed. So we would send two teams from here to Akron. Akron was send two teams down here. Down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Man, listen, man. And I, I'm gonna tell you this story. Man, hey, but, but listen, the floor is yours. Hey, tell hey, us, hey, but listen, Twan. I already know what you about to tell. But before you do, you might want to have had them Google this guy. So that they know exactly how how deep this was. But go ahead. Y'all got to so, Google this guy after this. So Who was the guy? He about to tell you. His name was Kish. He about 6'8". And he dunked on me, right, uh, in the league. And uh, John came to me. He was like, bro, man, that's all right. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him for you. <laughs> no lie, my right hand of God. The very next play, banged on him, dunked on him, and won. I remember that. The whole crowd. whole crowd went crazy, right? And he just looked at me, just winked, like I told you. I said, man, my nigga. <laughs> Who was the dude? Hey, what? Kish. His name was Kish. He actually coached at Jack. Well, he used to coach basketball at uh, Jackson. Um, he went to Walsh. Okay. He went to Walsh. Played at Walsh. About six, eight, man, six, nine. Man, I'm about to Google this dude, Hey, but, go- but, but then again, too, Twan, please tell him about the, when he got Jerome Lane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's like yeah. NBA stories. On Jerome, Jerome Lane was 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 an NBA player. Yeah, Where right? really? Oh, yeah, he he, yeah, he, he came out of Pitt University and he was a monster. Yeah, he broke, broke the backboard and everything. First first person yeah. ever break a backboard when college basketball. Yeah, college, yeah. yeah. Wait, in college basketball? Yeah, yeah Pitt, University of Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. University of Pitt. You can yeah. Google it right now. Yeah. Yeah, John dunked on him too. At, got him. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> got him. Listen, man. I'm, oh, he I'm got telling him. you, man. It so was, it wasn't just Eric because I keep hearing Eric. The, the the one with Eric for us was a moral victory for us. But who was some other big necks? It seemed like he dunked on big names. Oh, Jordan. He, uh, Jerome Lane probably was the the biggest, the biggest name as far because he at that time he was an NBA prospect or ex NBA prospect. Um, he had played in the league. Um, you when you say Jerome Lane back then, man, Jerome Lane was like a Zion Williams now. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Because he yeah. really had game. And I think he, he came play, out man. of Akron, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he went from Akron. Yeah, play, and big ups, big ups to Jerome Lane, too. Shout out Jerome Lane. So he was just know? like bounty hunting, like big names. No, man, the thing, because I, I, think, I think a lot of people underestimated his athletic ability. Yeah. Because he was, like I said, man, he we didn't see him for a month. Like, this dude was secretly lifting weights. You ain't even seen him? No. Dog, he, 
we would like if we would go to the center, we might see him and you know what I mean, be like, dang, bro, you good? Like, yeah, bro. I mean, listen, man, he was locked in. Like he was locked in on what he was trying to do, what he was going. Man, listen, man. When that month came by, came man, <laughs> listen, man. You talking about a whole different basketball player. I want to know more about um like we talk about this city, but it just seems like I'm I'm going off me being a kid, me being young. I always remember going to the courts with him, and we yeah. would go everywhere, everywhere, like the Ninth Street, 25th. McKinley, Twenty Fifth. Yeah. But I will always hear about Midnight League, and I remember I found an article that featured uh, my dad in Absolutely. Midnight League. Um, do you feel like leagues like that could use great use now? Like, do you think it could work in 2022? It could. The whole concept of the league when it first started was. Eventually, we're going to start getting paid to play. And look now. That's, and and Muggs got greedy, got yeah. the taking, you know, skimming off the top, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. But it definitely helped us because we didn't have time. Listen, you didn't have time to go to the bars because you had a game. Nothing. That's right. We wasn't in the bars. Guys wasn't smoking. Guys wasn't drinking. We weren't doing none of that. And, and even a lot of the guys that, yeah. that came there in support <clears throat> to watch the game themselves, some came to watch, and you know, and then some came just because there was a lot of females that was there too. So <laughs> it was it, it it was like it also was like, this shit was like Rucker for real. No, 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 when was, I say Rucker, it, it really was like a standing room only. Y'all need to version. find some videos. If anybody listening to this I would podcast, love, I would love like to. I, mean, I I hear. And y'all also mentioned about how my dad was one of the best. There was a point in time where I would go to school, right? And I never really, I never really fond of a basketball skill. I was always music, but I would pay attention to like when I went to school with like Raymar and Ricky yeah. Jackson, all them guys, and yeah. I'd be like, man, they don't know my dad though. You know what I'm saying? I would right. want to tell them about this guy, right. you know. And, and Antoine was vouching and saying, my, you you said it. He's one of the best to come out of the city. One of the best to come out of the city, man. And the thing was, man, what I loved about him was his passion and what he wanted. Because, he, like I said, man, he was just an average basketball player. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly. He's like, nah, man, I'm taking this serious, bro. A month. Listen, no lie. A month. We didn't see him. We didn't really talk to him. Like, dang, bro, you good? Yeah, man, I'm locked in. Man, listen, man, his body changed. And I'm got I'm talking about like this mug was getting scholarship offers. They was wanting for midnight league they like really, mug. Yeah. Like they was after him. Yeah, they was. Man, listen, man. Like it it saved a lot of us from being in the streets. The, the, the street people that was in the streets. Yeah. They in the Harford standing room only. Yeah, man. So they ain't just yeah. nobody really had time to get no shit for. No, no, no. And that was the that was the you know the whole thing. You know that's what they wanted. That's what the whole mission was, mm -hmm. is to try to you know because it was starting to get a little rough. You yeah. know, over on the northeast and the southeast end. You know, and uh, you know it was just too much happening. Even back then, I mean, you know, it wasn't too much shooting going on, but it was just a lot of people getting jumped and you know. You know things like that, and just you know, they was really trying to bring something positive to just kind of, you know, to 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 maybe yeah. distract us, you know, for a second, you know, to calm some stuff down because it was starting to get heated. It seemed you know? like um, I use my dad as an example, but Candace home to a lot of John Johnsons, a lot of guys who sure. have great opportunities, Absolutely. but they're succumb to like the street life. Yes. Um, if my father was here, and I know Krishan got tapped on it earlier, but in basketball, what do you think he would have gone in basketball? Do you think he would have gone pro? Do you think he would have, you know, gone I, to college? What do y'all yes, think? He would? I want to ask y'all sure. both. What do y'all think he would have gone? I think he would have went to college for sure. And I think he would have played professional somewhere. I, mm. I really do, man, because his mindset, 
you tell the kids today, man, basketball, 10% of basketball is the actual basketball. 90% of basketball is this. And your dad had this. Mm-hmm. He had that mind, you know what I mean? Like, he can't stop me or he can't guard me. He had that Kobe, that Mamba mentality we talk mm-hmm. about That's in the how sports. I said the workouts. Like, you talked yes. about the workouts. And as soon as you talked about it, I remember finding, like, a page of he just wrote down all his workouts. And, like, when I looked at it, I was like, yo, I can't believe. That's it. a discipline thing, though. It's like he said, you know, you... Yeah, you got to know the game and everything, but like he understood like the science behind it, you know, like mm-hmm. you know the, his evolution, man. When he, you know, just um, uh, his physical evolution, uh, just in a short period of time. It, looking at it now, I didn't even understand just how uh, deep it was and how the the what he had accomplished, man. Uh, because when I met John, John was he would do his little push-ups, but John was still scrawny. Mm-hmm. Um, his legs always was little. I mean, he, he had little ass calves. I mean, so he did. I mean, his his calves was little, dog. Like literally little. They were small, and cats just didn't even understand. Like, how are you getting up there with them little ass calves? Ankles Man. about this big. You know what I'm saying? But he would. I mean, he dominated. And um, as far as me, I think John would have went to college too. Um, I do think he would have played ball in college. Um, I think a lot of things would have been different in a lot of people's lives if your dad would have still been here today. I know a lot of unnecessary things that has transpired in a lot of our lives probably wouldn't have happened. What because, type of what type of man do y'all think he would have been outside of basketball? Family. Oh yeah, fa- l- l- listen, man. His his y'all y'all was his y'all yeah. was it. You guys, like, his mother, yes. his mom, his mom, mom Mama Nada. Shout out Grandma Nada, man. You know, Mama Nada and and and, uh, and and his sisters, man. Like, I mean, the gang, you know, the gang, bro. Like, <laughs> like, listen, bro. Like, I, I, I can tell you, man. Jean, uh, there were there were times, man, where, you know, it didn't matter if we were headed to the mall to go get an outfit to go to old timers, or whether we was getting ready to go hoop first. He always made sure he stopped by to make sure that his Mama Nada and his sisters mm-hmm. was good. Yep. I mean, always. And sometimes, you know what? Come on. Y'all getting, the, you know, it, 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 we rolling. You know, yep. we going down to, going to the park. You know? <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, he always made sure that Mama Nada and the, and, the, and the girls was good, man. You know, before you guys were born, you know, Shamir, Tiva, those guys were, uh, them, them was his, like his kids, his kids. man. They were. <laughs> they it was were, his kids, man. man. And, right. uh, I mean, it, it, he was very overprotective of his mother. And mm-hmm. his and his his sisters at that time. Okay, so Antoine, I want to ask you this question because you got into coaching. Mm-hmm. What year did you start coaching? When I graduated high school. Okay, right after. Yep, right after. Um, we all had dreams of playing professional basketball when we was growing up, and once I got to tenth grade in high school, I went to Timken. Um, I was like, man, you know what? I want to coach. Shout out Timken, man. Let's right. go all day. Trojan, Trojan, right. Trojan life. And um, I said, you know, I want to give back to the youth. I want to coach in the city, and that's what I've done for 30 years. I've been coaching in the city for 30 years. I coached. I started out coaching at Allen Elementary. Shout out to Andy Morgan, um, Karma E. Yeah. <laughs> Shout know. out Miss E. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they gave me – well, she gave me my first start to coach girls at Hartford. Yep. And, um, She's Andy, the head coach up yeah, there. Yep. And Andy <laughs> started me at um, Allen. And um, – it was beautiful 
you know, to be able to give back what I've learned over the years from playing and, you know, what I was taught and um, to to show the kids, man, what you can get out of life when you work. And uh, just to piggyback off of what, what um, Antoine just said, man, a lot of people don't understand it. I'm going to give you his flowers right now, man. Twan is, sure. Twan is really, really responsible it, for a lot of great things that happened at Temkin. Even with guys my with age, man, I seen him there. This dude, <laughs> this dude. I mean, he was like the Pied Piper, man, for you know a lot of of the greatest talent that was coming out of the city from the middle school level that was you know wanting to go to McKinley and all of that. And you know, to this day, I think McKinley probably still got a grudge. You know, shout out to McKinley, but I really think that they coaches <laughs> might have a little bit of a yeah. grudge with Twine because Twine. He was take, and and it wasn't nothing that he was doing that was wrong. It's just that the energy that he gave these kids, these young guys coming out, and it went way past basketball, man. These kids became like his own kids, you know. And he took them in, and you know, he stayed on their butts about academics, and you know, it, it, it like he just was a uh, just another bonus father to these kids that, you know, and some of them may have not even had father at the time, so he just like he brought so much to Temkin, man, and he the one that that lit that fire. You know, and I'm not saying by himself, but I'm just saying he was one of the main key ingredients that lit that fire for Temkin Athletics, especially men's basketball. Who are some of the key main ingredients for both of you? Um, both of y'all coming up in the city in basketball and in life. Oh, Who are some of y'all key ingredients? Benny for, Frank. Oh, yeah. Benny Frank for sure. Buck 80. Buck 80. Oh, absolutely. Um, Shout out Buck, me. man. Oh, Pre Buck, Preston. Man. Preston. Preston. Preston, yes, for sure. Um R.C. Hill, yep, for sure. Yep. They, like these guys, and you know they they were more McKinley motivated, but it didn't care whether they didn't care whether or not you went to McKinley or Temkin. Mm -mm. They when you got down there in that gym, they put time in with you, and they made sure that you you know that you was gonna bring a hundred percent when you came and, and stepped on that floor. And like I said, you know I worked out with you know a bro right here, John. But then when you start talking about RGs, you got to start talking about the Buck, uh, the Buck 80s. Because Buck 80 had me on the court, and he's the reason why I did have a pretty decent jump shot when it was all said and done. every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, Buck, Buck 80, Yeah, man. Buck 80, def definitely. Benny Frank and, uh, and like he said, R.C. Hill, uh, uh, Preston, and all those guys, man. They, they, they believed in us, man, and uh, um, we didn't want to disappoint them. So like being a like you know being a coach now, but you know go, being coached back then, do you feel like you know coaches now? Maybe I not just yourself, but like other coaches. From what you can tell, like do they bring that same kind of energy to their programs, or do you feel like they're just there to kind of just get like you said earlier, get you ready for the game Friday? Um, some do. Um, we have a lot of great coaches in the area. Absolutely, still. shout out yeah. Chester um, Harper. Mm -hmm. um, we do. Um, but I, I think the, the parents today makes it tough as a coach today. Um, I honestly believe I also got in coaching too, man, because cause of your dad. Wow. Like, honestly. Thank um, you, man. That's, that's dope. <laughs> like, yeah. because basketball was our life. Like, it, it, was, it was our life, man. And, and we always would talk about stuff we wanted to do for the youth when we got older. Um, different programs and different things we wanted to do to try to help the kids next generation so when he passed I'm like you know what man I got to do something that you know we talked about you yeah. know what I mean and um, that was a way for me to say you know what this is my I'm contribution to, yes, to it um, I love coaching um, yeah. 
I've coached, man, I coached four years, no, three years at Hartford. I coached four years at Jackson. Um, I coached like 15 years at Temkin. Um, I'm just my second year at um, Glen Oak. At Glen Oak. Yep. I've coached travel basketball where we would take kids from the inner city mm-hmm. and travel all over the country with them. Yeah. Um, I see you and Javon was everywhere back in the Absolutely. Oh my God, man. <laughs> what part yes, of the country man. didn't they touch? Yes, Shout out really. Javon, man. Yeah, we, sure. we did, man, because, and I think, and it's funny because I think one of y'all said it. How do you expect our kids to know what they can have if they never seen nothing else besides what they right. see? Right. Man, exactly. Yeah. So, so for us, you know, and shout out to my guy, Ken Taylor, that I was coaching with. Um, man, we did it from scratch. Like, man, like we didn't have a problem with getting in a car, driving mm-hmm. to Florida. Mm-hmm. I'd have yeah. been everywhere. Like, you know, basketball has given me, and I'm so thankful to God for allowing me to reach the heights that I've reached. Um, coaching basketball. I won a state championship at Jackson, yeah. 2017. Congratulations on that. Appreciate big, it. big time, big time. Um, and um, basketball has afforded me to do things, meet people. I still have a relationship with a lot of college coaches. Um, I'm big on that for yeah. the kids. Um, I want to say thanks to you know my little brother here. He always been my little brother. So, <laughs> so. we always brothers when I see him. So. And you know, what I mean. Me being at Temkin, it wasn't just about Temkin, you know, but a lot of, and he write a lot of McKinley people, they don't like me. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I you saw it. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine I wouldn't that. like you either if he was taking me. all my talent. You <laughs> said Johnny was, Davis, it was no, a rap. No, listen though, but, to, but honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was sitting down talking to them because I'm a firm believer, man. You treat people how you want to be treated. Absolutely. Exactly. So, Absolutely. So, so when I'm going on and I'm putting into not just Temping kids, McKinley kids too, the kids and the parents are like, you know what, I want my son to be around them because they doing this, 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 this. What happens when the basketball stop bouncing? Yeah. You just kick my son to the curb? Right. No, man, I'm going to be more, I'm going to be his coach after basketball. Right. Or I'm going to be a father figure to him after basketball. Cool. And that's what it was for me coming up in the city because I was – this is me. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm city. And as a parent, you know, like why wouldn't you have your son or daughter, you know, under somebody who's pouring into them, you know, academically right, as right. well as you know, physically in the sports stuff and everything. It's just kind of no brainer. That's but. that's what I meant when I was saying like a common thing in Cam was like you would see like guys do great on the field on yeah. the court, but like. In the books, it just wasn't there, and, no. and that's important, you know. It, 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 but, but but then again, you know, too, it, you 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 had to challenge them because, like he said, you know, uh, back then, man, there was a lot of absenteeism um, of fathers in the household with these young men that and ladies when they was coming up, and so you know they you know first of all you get their attention by you know. Um, whatever by any means necessary and and I, and I mean that in the admiration you gain that admiration and once you gain, gain that admiration up from them then you use that as your platform yeah you know because your voice now means something he good he good <laughs> I can hear his hands <laughs> your, your, your voice now means something and then once you got got their attention now you can go ahead and lay yeah. out the blueprint for them you know and that's what you know, Twan and, you know, and Chet Harper and Mike McCleskey and a lot of the other great coaches around here have done over the years. Brian Bowden and, you know, listen, listen, go, you can go on and on, you know. Okay. 
See, I want to do that. Um, before we go on our break here, I want to have a section called Peace Positive Point where we kind of end with some last positive points and good notes about my father because this is all great. I feel like this podcast could be eight, eight hours if we right. run into me. Right. <laughs> so um, we're going to take a break, have our section called Peace Positive Point, our favorite quotes, what means to y'all, last points, and get up out of here, okay? All right, all right man. This is John Peter MC. Episode, say what you mean. Peace. 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 What up, what up, man? John P, the MC, episode 71. Say what you mean, C. Weez. Uncle James, Uncle Antoine. How y'all feeling, man? Blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Thank y'all for doing this so much. It meant a lot. It means a lot yeah. that y'all come on here and just... Um, it's an honor, man. Tell, yes, talk about my father and talk about yourselves as well. Um, me having a platform, being able to be owning it and doing what I choose to do. I want to talk about things that not only resonate to me, yeah. but to Jean P fans, podcast fans, you know, and um, a lot of those questions came up by my dad that I never even asked myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't think people really cared about um, my story as far as my parents, but I, you know, we all come from somewhere and mm -hmm. I never had a chance to tell my story other than just in music. So just paying homage to my dad, this is fun. Yeah. You yes, know what I'm is. saying? Do y'all have any uh, funny stories that y'all can say on the air? You know what I'm saying? I know y'all, you know, y'all got things. I can, you know, I, got can I can clean it up. I can yeah, y'all clean it up. I'll clean it up. <laughs> clean it up. I just love the smile, man. I've been doing a lot of that this whole time recording this, man. I just want to know, y'all have any funny memories of my dad that y'all can talk about? <laughs> Yeah, man, I I was a sophomore um, at Temkin, and I won't say the individual's name at the time that I was dating, but... Um, <laughs> tenth um, grade, man, you know, you know. Yeah, tenth grade, man. She was really my first true, one of, well, she was my first true love, and uh, we, uh, we, we decided we wanted to be grown, and, you know, um, wasn't no adult supervision back at my crib over there on, uh, <laughs> when we staying in them, them apartments over there off market, uh... What was it called? Was it the aristocrats? Aristocrats. Yeah. Oh, I know aristocrats. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so you know where it's at too, Renaissance. So, so, <laughs> I so I do. You know, uh, you know, you know. The teacher had told me, uh, "Hey, you know, you always make sure you got your for lovers only uh, tape recorded." You know, what I'm saying? okay. You know, how and, I know. Uh, <laughs> and and have it set. You know, what I'm saying have it set with the play and the pause. So once you, you come in and you start getting Philly touchy, you know, you're able to go ahead and just hit it Boom. right on cue. And then, you know, you got your secret gardens and all of that, Barry White and all that jumping off, right? So, you know, things escalate. And, uh, you know, we, we we doing ours. And uh, so <laughs> I hear somebody snicker, right? And I'm thinking, like, it's dark. And I'm like, <laughs> God. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, did you hear that? And it's like, no. Nah. <laughs> So, man, you know, things ended up, you know, after everything was over with, man, she left. And uh, so I'm in the bathroom, you know, uh, freshening myself up. And uh, so this dude, man, just appears from up under the bunk bed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was like, you so fucking corny. <laughs> said, y'all playing like, white. moaning like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, you a creep, dude. I said, why yeah, would you? Yeah, man, you on some weird. I said, why would you be under the bed like that, man? Oh, he was like, he said, I just want, he said, man, no, man. He said, man, the way you got to do it is. And this dude, <laughs> get on, he get on the floor, right? He get on the floor and just start grinding the carpet. Your dad did. <laughs> This man just keeps reappearing behind me. He said, hey, hey, dog. It was just so hilarious because, you know, as funny as I'm laughing about it at that time, I trusted and I believed in him so much as I did, you know. You uh, ain't checking. You was like, all right, man. I was like, well, I, I did tell, call him a creep, though. I told him he was a creep, you know, for that. And, you know, he was like, he started cutting me up. I ain't going to even say what it was, but he started cutting me up real bad. And uh, I let it go. But, you know, the moral of the story is, is that I trusted him so much that I took his advice. And I ain't going to lie. You learned I something. I think it day. worked. It worked, dog. It worked. <laughs> what about you, Antoine? <laughs> well, I don't have no stories like that. You know, ours more was, you know, basketball stuff. Um, that's funny as hell, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's he a creep, dude. Wow, he was a creep. Um, you, you better not ever, nigga. No, nah. <laughs> you ain't going to hear me. I got to check under the bed every time. Yeah, I don't know. You know, ours was more, like I said, basketball stuff. I ain't had no story like that. We, you know, he under the bed while I'm, you uh, know. Man, I don't even know why. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. I just think he just just wanted to just fuck with me that day or something, man, for real. About to start checking on my under my bed. She, what are you checking for? Hey. I'm afraid of monsters. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, oh, and it, here's one more. I, I do want to add this, though, um, just real quick. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of people, you know, they knew that John, I was like John's little protege back in the day, like little brother slash. You know, I called him, uh, actually, when we got our, uh, our, uh, sweatshirts made for his funeral um i called him um he was like my the father that i never had mm. um on the back of it um mm -hmm. and i i can kind of remember it was uh, heaven ain't hard to find which was uh basically a song by tupac that he had did that he had just his um double album had just came out all eyes on me and it was, uh, heaven ain't hard to find for my young dad that gave me love, peace, and mind. Man. Um, and that's what I had printed up on the back of my sweater. And uh, he actually was the dude at the services that had to, uh, remember, you had to take me out because I just mm -hmm. spazzed out. <coughs> he took me out and took me to the back. But, yeah. Um, but what I, what I want y'all to know about Jean, Jean P. Sr. Uh, is that... Uh, this dude, man, he taught me. He taught me loyalty. He taught me to stand by, you know, uh, your what you believe in. Where? And he also taught me um, that, you know, you don't 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 be bigger than the next man. Don't ever try to be bigger than the next man, you know, because um, your dad, man, he showed so much love to people that didn't have it. You know, John was a rock star, lightweight. So to be honest with you, he could have hung out with, you know, the big wigs of the city at that time if he wanted to. And they all was welcoming and always wanting him, mm -hmm. inviting him to come here and kick it and this and that. But he chose to hang out with, you know, less fortunate people like myself um, and, you know, others. And even those that may have been, you know, had addiction problems and stuff back in the day. You know, your dad would just pull over sometime, you know, and just, you know, out of nowhere, just, you know, pull 20 or $50 out of his pocket and just give it to, you know, somebody that he knew 
you know, didn't have it. You know, he would put people in his car that were addicted to drugs and he would ride them around with him all day long and take care of them and feed them and buy them clothes and things yeah. like that. And like I said, he had a platform at that time that um, Jean could have been hanging out with anybody, you know, mm-hmm. and but he chose to hang out with people, you know, that was less fortunate. And, you know, in the long run, what that taught me was to, you know, to, to be humble and don't never forget where you come from because me and your dad actually had a, a falling out probably about six months before he passed away where I forgot where I come, I come from for a minute and I started hanging out on this, you know, um, on this other side of town and he would always come to pick me up like, hey, you coming over with us today? Him and Big J. And um, I just started to forget where I come from, man. Yeah. And uh, he caught me down, t- he caught me at the old timers one day, I came up in there and I was in the bathroom and he he basically checked the fuck out of me. And it was it was more or less like, oh, not on no disrespectful stuff, but like, dude, I'm disappointed in you. Like, this ain't this ain't this ain't what 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 I've been showing you. You know what I'm saying? Like who who now you you big time now, you know? And uh he that was, sense of accountability, like yeah, that's he, what I've been hearing like the he most. Held me. He between, held me accountable. Between both of y'all, like the stories y'all told, like yeah. that accountability factor. And yeah. it's like, um, I try to be that to a friend, we to each other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold each other accountable because you know, a lot of things now are just like surface, like, oh, it's we're friends, but we're not gonna act like it. We're, you know, and I'm blessed to have friends that show me that accountability. And I'm glad that y'all got to experience that with with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's how men are supposed to help other men grow. It's hold them accountable. And the fact that to this day in 2022, he died in 96, but in 2022, that legacy still moves forward. It shows the power of the person that he was. And I pray that I exhibit 1% of that yeah. to others, man. Cause that, that, that means a lot. Yeah. It's funny now that I think about it. I do have a story. <laughs> when we were in middle school, they came. He had a group called the Prom Boys. Oh, I remember the Prom Boys. I had the jean jackets yep. with the, had the jean jackets with the <laughs> Prom Boys on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And back then, they would break dance and they could dance. Like they would do different moves, break dance. You know what I mean? And I never forget one day, man. Was it Doug? They called Mr. Tick or was it John? Who they called Mr. John? Tick? John. John. So they was out there break dancing against the Jones twins. <laughs> I had names: Jones twins, yes. Prom Boys, and um, and um. John did this move, like it was so cold, and he ripped the dude's shirt off, and they got to fight. <laughs> Man, it was so crazy, dude. Like we all, they would carry like the little cardboards. You remember that? Yeah. Break dance, man. Like yeah. Right on that, site. Yes, on site. It was on site. What a time, bro. Yes. Uh, it was on site. It was called the, the prom boys. Literally, with with lavish, you know, and relish at getting a big. Uh, cardboard box mm-hmm. and breaking it down and opening it up and then just folding it, putting their name on it and walk around the hood and just what seeing it? who, what's yeah. up? Um, who challenging me today? Yeah. We should like, do that, Chris. Prom, prom, they, yeah. Oh, but who? Called, who? called the prom boys. Who about to, you, cause you're going to say we should do that and then they'd be like, well, you going to dance or you <laughs> yeah, gonna, why he stand there? I'm going to just stand there like, all right, go ahead, bro. He do that shit all the time. Like he always be setting me up for stuff like, <laughs> Oh, such and such said they, they'll hang out so I told him you really wanted to hang out Krishan, and it's like, a crutch. I'm like yeah Krishan said you know, I ain't said that shit I ain't said shit <laughs> he'll, and he'll te- he don't even tell me he's doing it he'll just text me like yeah I just told him uh, that you said that. why would you tell him that <laughs> man. So I like to end my podcast I like to have a segment on here called uh, Peace Positive Point and what I do is I have like a, a segment where I have my guests say different quotes and a quote that means something to them, whether I can go first, one of y'all can go, Krishan, you got your quote? 
Okay. Um, yes, sir. You want to go first? I can go first. Go ahead. Philippians 4.13. It's probably one of my favorites. I live by it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. What's that quote mean to you? What that, that scripture means to you? I'm sorry. That I, I can accomplish anything as long as I keep God first. Like if There's nothing that I can't accomplish. You know, I'm a kid from the South Side Projects. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been able to experience certain things in life, and it's because of God's grace. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm so, you know, I wish my my brother would have been here with us. You yeah. know, and I and I honestly believe. Shout that, out to him, man. It's my dude. Man, yeah, <laughs> man. Um, you know, what I mean, I miss him. You know, he's been gone for a long time, but it ain't a day that don't go by that I don't think about him. Yeah. Um, we we share so much together, laughs and cries and tears and. You know, it was the time of life, man, where it was life. Yeah. Like we, we, it was, it was fun, and and um, and I and I owe a lot of people for my life. Like I, I, I really do. Um, and he's one of those ones, man, that were that was a pillar in my life. Mm-hmm. We was the same age, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But how he moved and how he, you know, helped everybody, and and you know, like I said, man, if he was with you, he was with you. Like, it was no in-between with him. It was no fake. It was no... Like, if he had an issue with you, you knew. Yeah. Like, you knew. Read the wrong. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that, for me, is big, man. Like, it, it is. So, that's mine. Okay. Well, I got a question for you, Twan. It's uh, off, the, off the subject, but I just want to know, uh, whose curl... Was it the more juicy or yours? <laughs> yours, or jo- yours or John's? Who had? I'm gonna say mine. Question that your, he your, Yours was a little wet, but John, I don't know, man. Y'all used to go back and forth. Let me tell you though about the curls, though. Honestly, <laughs> you had the best curl. They no, both, they both my curl was okay. Gerald Robinson probably Gerald oh, and Tory Smith probably had sure. the coldest. Gerald Robinson, man. And Tory Smith probably had the coldest yes. curls in the city. Yes, <laughs> I forgot about. Hey, yeah, crazy as yeah, fuck. Like no, my, listen, but you see, everybody laughed. Oh yeah, but see, the thing was, man, when you when you ran out of the juice, man, you got to get some water. Yeah, just and you, it's gonna stay. It's gonna. I'm gonna tell you though, what made us cut our curls off? No, y'all laughing. Ice Cube. No. We played summer league. We played summer league basketball oh, in the that summer. Shit was dripping in his eyes. Yeah, and it was it was itching real bad. Oh, I remember that. It was because we played outside, and I never forget. Me and John's like, I was like, hey, bro, I can't take this another summer, bro. I got to cut this. He's like, man, I'm ahead of you. Getting this mess chopped <laughs> off. And I never forget when John got. I think John might have got his cut off first. He, he did. He did. And when he when we seen him, we was like, man, what the. Dog. We used to call him his head 3D. Yeah, he had a big forehead. You can forehead. see all yes. the forehead. Oh, yes. he was, yes. he runs in the family. Oh, so I couldn't, so I couldn't, <laughs> listen, and I know we got to end this, but I got to say <laughs> no, this. No, man, say what you mean, I could man. not wait to crack on him. I could wait. <laughs> what, was your now, cra- what was your crack? Hammerhead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, hey, man, you're going to headbutt just, somebody and kill him. Hey, listen. Hey, don't have him say nothing. I'm going to use it against you, bro. Listen. Listen, so what we would do. When he cut, because when he had the curl, his hair was, you know, because you really couldn't see. You couldn't really see, but, but when dog. he cut, when he, ah, oh, I'm like, dang, Concealed the bro. cranium. I'm like, bro, the bonkers cop, candy is. The cranium. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, listen, man. So that's, and actually, head. it's funny because now that I think about it, that's when we actually was able to get on him. Yeah. When he he gave you the yes. weapon. He a, gave us the weapon. Hammer. Yes. Because it's hammered. <laughs> and that was, that was probably the only time you could ever get away with yes. that. That was it. Yes. Yes. 
It's not the case with you, John. You've been a target since since day one. He always, they will be sitting somewhere. He'll just say something. When he got his hair cut, though, the one thing he did, he tried to transition after he got it cut. He let it all grow back. Remember this when he grew the slope? Yep. He grew the he, he grew the slope when he you know when he uh when he uh Showing up there. when he and it, it was like a little little high top fade but it you know like went up a went up bit. in a little slope yep. like type of feature and uh <laughs> you good uh, go ahead you good <laughs> I can't wait to get home you good <laughs> but uh so so um you know long story short he had this slope man and. Um, I can just remember that he was excited because he had waves mm-hmm. just right at the t- just right at the crown of the head, just up to maybe the center of the head. He had about four waves, dog, and he would brush the shit out of them four waves, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then pick it. this, and then mm-hmm. pick this up right here. You know, the slope up top, he would pick it all the time, man. That, that's that was. He was serious about that, man, in the mirror. Constantly. That's such a such a such a dope memory, man. When I, I had waves, I was serious about my shit. I hate that I cut my hair off. And I'm trying you to did let have it, a lot, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to grow it back out now, but I I had them, boy. I ooh, I had them, man. You had the, you three, had the full three sixties. Didn't even need the <laughs> whole shit. Wasn't all greasy or nothing like that. Just kind of still shining. So I'm just looking for like ninety, like a ninety. No, you we had the whole. Just give me a quarter of the three sixty. And then we started losing it's over our hair. For me. Oh, so, it's over for me. It's over for me. Yeah, it's been a dub. It's been a dub. You never had waves. What are you talking about? You never. You were never repping that. You know, grandma wasn't happy. Nah. Still got him. A little nah. bit. Got him. Nah. Uncle James, what's your positive point, man? Um, this is one that I kinda I kinda made up my <laughs> own self, man. And and it's uh it's just basically life is is uh is a lesson with homework due every day. What's that mean to you? Um what it means to me every day is life that is a lesson you, with homework due with every ho- day. With homework mm. due every day. Um and what it what it what it means to me, man, is that um you you'll never stop evolving. You know, and that, you know, every day, you know, you have to take, you have to take, you're going to learn something. If you allow yourself, you're going to learn something every day out of life for that day. And you're going to move forward. It's never going to be a day that you're going to know it all. There's never going to be a day you're going to know it all. You can stay in the game more knowledge every single day. So I just try to get the most out of life and and make sure that I, you know, do my homework every day. Say that quote one more time, Uncle James. Life is a lesson. With homework due every day. I dig that. What about you, Seaweed? You got a positive point for us? Um, all the shrimp and no, I'm joking. All the shrimp and no one either way. Um, no, and speaking of like you know when you guys were talking about his dad and how he had that whole month where you know he just went full like full discipline and just focused on what he wanted to do. Um, I had to myself, you know, recently. You know kind of turns with like i'll get motivated but i won't do anything with it you know so i just sit around with all this energy so uh mine today is motivation gets you started but habit keeps you going and you have to motivation gets you started but you can be as motivated as you wanted to but if you don't have that you know the will the drive to actually like exert that energy that you now have is you're you're not going to do anything you're never going to go anywhere like we say all the time you put you get out you get out what you put in and you know, I had to realize that with all the stuff I wanted to do, it wasn't going to happen. Me just waiting for it to happen, you know. Right. No, but I, 
I don't know why, but one I, I just always felt like one day somebody was going to knock on my door. I was going to get an email and say, "Hey, we want your movie," or "Hey, we want you know we want you to be on this show and stuff." Right, so, right. Um, you know, John just started throwing different stuff at me, like, "Hey, I'm doing this show, host it. Hey, I'm doing this podcast, come co-host it with me." Uh, you know, we gonna go out, we gonna do this, we gonna talk to these people, we gonna do this on social media, like. I had to actually put in the work to achieve that, yeah. and it made me realize that I wasn't as much as I thought I was. Like I could sit in front of a computer all day and type all the live long day, but if it's not going anywhere, if I'm not doing anything with it, it's just it's just words on paper. So say that quote one more time, please. Motivation gets you started, but habit keeps you going. Okay. And my positive point is um, based on our whole this whole episode um, thoughts. Rather be young or old, you know what I'm saying? My uh, quote is, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think about that because as I get older, I learn the, how you start your day off or what you think about, it affects it. Absolutely. If you start your day off and you grumpy and you, you know, mad at everything, it's going to reflect in the day. But if you start your day off the best way you can yeah. on a positive mindset, that's why I'm really big on how I wake up in the morning. I don't look at the phone right away. I don't play... Um, Raleigh music until later in the day. I might play jazz or something to get my thoughts brewing up and, you know, blessings and prayers. And it all starts with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. even me doing this podcast, it's some days I'm physically tired to want to pack up, do this pod schedule. I just want to just chill. Right. But I also think about my thoughts, like me putting all this work in a weekly podcast out yeah. of Canton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. People are going to pay attention to that. That's why when I do my episodes, I don't limit it just to this city. People in other states and countries want to know about John Johnson. You know what I'm saying? That It didn't start with me. It started with my father. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like those thoughts, you know what I'm saying? His will. Like, he could have been a part of his environment, but he said, I'm going to be great at what I do. And I'm going to take that month where nobody sees me, you know, nobody knows what I'm doing, and I'm going to build myself up. Yeah. So it's been some times where I've had to say no to hanging out or no to kicking it because we got to do a pod. You know what I'm saying? There's times where he wanted to hang out and do stuff. And I'm like, yo, bro, we got a pod to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm grateful that the people that go along with me, their thoughts are changing too because – I can't have friends who have negative thoughts all the time. Even Absolutely. if you have a negative thought, as your friend, as your partner, as your boy or whatever, I'm going to show you, look, you change the way you think, it's going to change the way you live. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's my um, positive point for the day. Yeah. Any last shout outs, man? Like anything, I want y'all to, any last shout outs when we get out of here, man? Because this is a really monumental episode, not just for me, but for this podcast. I mean, for me, man, I mean, I just want to... Uh I just want to give all praise and glory to God. Uh, just came from church, and uh, I mean, it, no better way to start your day um, than to, to give your praise and your glory um, to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I just, I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy and just thankful and grateful for life in itself. And I'm not just talking about the actual, the actual existing of life, but I'm talking about life. Yeah, my spirit, my spirituality. You know what I mean. So, what about you, Uncle Antoine? Um, you know, same for me. Just left church. Um, I like to give God praise, honor, and glory that is due. Um, I like to thank you guys. Thank you, know, you. for having me on here. Um, yeah, this was absolutely a blessing. 
Um, Absolutely. Your dad would definitely be, and your mom would definitely be proud of you. You know, I always try to support your music when you come out with a new album. You do. Thank you, man. Um, keep doing what you're doing. For sure. You know what I mean? I always tell my kids, man, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And you got you a good one over here. Oh, yeah. So y'all continue, <laughs> continue to collaborate together and oh, grow. You I know what I mean? That. Like, Thank like you, the man. thing is, is we got to understand is that we have to be able to not be afraid to show that we all can use some help. You yep. know what I mean? And, and that we can be vulnerable with one another. You know, we've always thought that being a man, I, I ain't supposed to cry. Who said that? I ain't supposed to be sad. Who said that? I literally like, told you that this morning. Like, who said that? You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think that one thing when I talk about your dad, you know, I remember those conversations, man, when we cried. You know what I mean? Because he was going through. But he didn't allow his circumstances to stop him from doing what he wanted mm -hmm. to do. And that's exactly and that's what I just told him. Yeah, Facts. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, that's the, and that's the thing that we have to do. We have to understand that life is what you going to make it. And whatever you want to achieve in life, you can do that. That's but right. it's going to take something of you yeah. to do that. Absolutely. So continue, man, nephew, to keep, do what you're doing, both of y'all. You know, if there's anything I can do to help you, you know I got you covered like a blanket. Thank you, you man. Know what I mean? Like, I, I, I do. And, you know, that's it for me. What about you, Weez? Any last shout-outs, man, before we get out of here? Uh, just the usual, you know, <laughs> my me. friends, my family, the hub for letting us do this here. The hub, uh, for sure, man. Shout-out to the hub. Dope dope spot. Yeah, what y'all think this of the dope, space, man? Is it this dope, is dope in here? You like it? it? I love it, man. I love this coming is, I mean, here. honestly, like I said, I didn't even know about this place but to be honest with you john this is probably one of the most fascinating things i've seen in the city yeah for sure like, for real <laughs> right. i'm a, I'm a great place you. let's do it i got um one of my boys he aged off the system but he's real artsy like this like he's good oh yeah he'd fit right in he fit right and, in and he's he's a kid that trying to find his way and that's what we all about on this podcast in the hub. So yeah. it's people there's that will help people him. here that will that will help him. Like, open some like doors Heidi for over him. here, mm -hmm. she one of our good friends. Now we met her through here. Shout and out Miss like, Heidi Father. They I'm, had an awesome a fashion shirt. show. Yeah. Actually, I'm wearing a shirt she made me. Like this is bleach. Oh wow! wow. Just a black shirt and a paintbrush. She did some chucks saying. for me too. I had some chucks and she uh, wrote on my chucks and I got a pair yeah. of chucks. So like if he's like if that. he if he's about that you know that artsy stuff, this is this is definitely a place he needs to be at. But um, you know, on top of that, you guys were coming out because you know me growing up with him, I got to meet Miss Sherry one time. It was the week she passed away. Uh, I didn't really get to see too much of her, but I he told me she was sick. But like I always tell him, like I, you 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 she she made sure you didn't really see that because mm -hmm. yeah. like when I met her, she got right up off that couch. You know, she I didn't know she was as sick as she was. She got right up off that couch, shook my hand. I told her who I was. We talked for about 10, 15 minutes. I went up, we went up to his room. I ended up moving about a week later. That's when he told me she passed away. And, um, you know, but I never met his dad. So I only ever heard the stories and stuff. And we hear, like I said, yeah, I, he, he ain't, he ain't lying. Like anytime, you know, like my uncle, when he heard that, you know, me and him was cool. He was like, Oh, I know his dad. You know, we, we used to hoop and he, you know, he was a monster. This time the third. And, you know, my uncle is telling me this and they had never even met. And, uh, it was just real cool to hear all of this stuff about him and understand more where he comes from because like as you guys were explaining you know what the kind of man this dude was it's like you're doing it dude like yeah. you're you're Thank literally you. you're literally your dad 
like mm-hmm. especially with all of this stuff and putting people on with the podcast and everything so like we was talking about being humble and stuff when you were using the bathroom you know i told them the same thing i tell i always got to tell you the same thing stop being so humble man like yeah you allowed to you you allowed to pat yourself on the back because you yeah. do do it's a tough. lot more than people but it is it is because you know i get people who do it all the time like oh you're funny you should do this and it's like ah, yeah but i don't know i i i read a quote somewhere and this could be my other one but uh you know, you, you got to stop hearing you're good or you're this, you're that from so many venues and still not believe it with your own eyes. Like if, if yeah. somebody's telling you you're good at this or you're a good writer or, you're, or you can hoop, like all of them stories about your dad, they can't be fake. They can't be fake. You know what I mean? Everybody like he he can't be a bad basketball player. Like it, <laughs> nah, it's impossible because that's how everybody <laughs> in the city knows that man. And same with you with your music. And that's what I'm trying to get with my writing and stuff. So, you know, it's good to have people like you and, you know, knowing people, meeting people like you guys to understand more about where he comes from and stuff. And, you know, we we really we really are the exact same people. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, man. I want to give a shout out to you, Seaweeds, for being a good co-host. I want to shout out to my Uncle James, Uncle Antoine. These are my uncles. You know what I'm saying? I may know them as Antoine and James. These, this is family. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. I want to thank you guys for coming and helping with my podcast and right. always being there when thank I need you. Thank y'all for having me. us, man. Of course. Sure. I mean, first time I ever met you, Christian, but man, it's, it's been a pleasure, man. For and sure. I, I look forward to, you know, when we sure. hanging out at the crib, that, yeah. that you come with him, man. Oh, you for know, sure. Um, uh, because, sure. uh, and you know, Tom McCroy, man, that's that's one of our dogs, man. He played right. ball with us, man, and we yeah. still close. I'm going to tell him I ran into y'all. Yeah, tell him do sure, so. Please bro. do so. Please, shout out. And, and I say all this to say for this episode, shout out to Canton. Because right. if it wasn't for the city, I don't know if we would have these stories to tell. You know what I'm saying? Even Absolutely. the stories before me. So shout out to the city of Canton. Shout out to people who listen to this podcast. Shout out to Little Man. I know he been running around here ready to go. He started a lot. Davon Merriweather. Shout out Davon. Shout out, shout out to real brotherhood. For real. Yeah, man. Shout for out sure. to brotherhood. Shout out to sisterhood. Shout out to our own people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think we're good, man. Episode 71. I think hey, that's a wrap. We out of here, man. Hey, listen. And Go ahead, huh? You know... I got one thing to say. The hell with cancer. We're going to beat cancer. Hell yeah. And I mean, that's it, man. Um, mm-hmm. Prayers to all those that's, that's going through something right now. Um, family, friends, uh, and even those that I may not know, man. And uh, prayers is with you. And um, like I said, screw cancer. We're going to beat him. Yeah, we, we out of here with cancer. Ain't no way. Right. So, John P. The MC, Uncle James and Antoine, Peace. say Peace. what you mean. Peace. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest, no arguments. Yeah, I got next, Jean P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again, real quick. Uh, I will not settle for these voices.